on this uh, series um, of wisdom over fear. Uh, you know, what we're asking is, Holy Spirit, would you come and transform us? Holy Spirit, would you come and do a deep work in us? Um, and would you come and, and just be real to us? In, in the situations wherever we are, and, and like Josh said, you know, we're all at different places, right? We're all uh, experiencing different things, not one of us is walking through life and experiencing life exactly like the next person is. And so what we're asking is, God, would you come and have your way? Holy Spirit, would you come and, and change us um, to be more like you? I want to, I'm going to do this again. Uh, before I move on, I just want to say thank you to Greg Mays, who spoke for the last uh, two weeks. Um, just I thought his words were uh, timely. I thought they were challenging. I thought they were necessary, and I think it just meets us like right where we're at, and um, so I just thank him uh, for that, but I want to I go back, and I want to do this thing that we've, we've been doing, um, and I want to do this Psalm 139 prayer um, slash reading out loud, and, and what I want us to do is I don't really care how you position yourself. Uh, I really just Physically, I just really would encourage you to position your heart in a way that you would be able to receive. So in this time that we're going to do this, if you'd like to stand, that's great. Um, if you would not like to stand, that's also great. Uh, I feel like it's more of a position like, hey, God, I just want to receive from you. And so what we're going to do is we're going to pray. And uh, I, I just want us to pause for a second and kind of like, just focus in on Jesus, whatever that looks like for you to do. I just, I just, just encourage you to do that now. So we're just going to take about 10 seconds just to kind of breathe in, and, and then we're going to read this together. And so this prayer comes out of Psalm 139, uh, verses 23 and 24. And uh, let's go ahead and read that uh, together. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Now, I don't know about you, but I'll say something once. I don't really know what I just said. But then I say it again, now I know what I said. So we're going to do that again, all right? And uh, so verse 23, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Amen. Amen. And so uh, Greg was speaking the last two weeks because we went on vacation as a family and we went to eastern uh, Tennessee and north Georgia. One of the things that we love to do is camp. And the reason that we love to, one of the reasons we love to do that is because we have a family of eight. And when you try to stay in a hotel room with a family of eight, it is expensive, uncomfortable, and it's just not really vacation, all right? By the end of vacation, you have yelled at a child, all right? So what we do is we camp. And so we camp, uh, and we were up there, and let me tell you something, it was not hot. When we came back to Florida, I was like, why do we live here, all right? And so we were in uh, Clayton, Georgia at one point, and um, so we stayed up in the, in the highest state park in Georgia, and it was, it was a thing called 60 degrees at night, and it was amazing. And so uh, but it was a great time that we were able to get away, and we really just we had a, a killer time. So uh, that's where we were, and so we're back now. And so today we're going to continue on this series. We're going to take a little pause um, from the book of Daniel. Uh, and I'm just going to kind of share 
something from my heart this morning, and we're going to look at some passages um, and some things that, that kind of God spoke uh, during this time and has been speaking, and I just want to share, you, share those uh, with you. And it, it still goes to this theme of, hey, it's wi- we're choosing wisdom over fear. Um, we're choosing the things that, that God is leading us to, not the distractions, but the thing that God is leading us to. And, um, and so I want to tell you about this trail I went on, all right? the James Edmonds Trail. Now, we had been eyeing this thing. We had, we had gone on another hike and several hikes, and and for those of you in the room who have children and you're going to hike and maybe you're going to do it the next day. Um, and then if you have six children, trying to motivate those kids to move um, is, is a challenge sometimes. You might get four of them on board, but two of them are dragging. So you just kind of go and, and you say, okay, bear's waiting for you. Um, and that, that speeds them up a little bit. So, um, but we're going, and I had this chance on the, the second to the last day before we left to go on this more difficult hike. I knew the kids weren't going to be down for it. I didn't want to carry any of them back. Um, I'd already had that in the year prior where I carried Mia for, I don't know, at least a couple miles, and it was not cool. And so I go out solo on this, uh, it's a supposedly a 7.4-mile trail. It ended up being like 9 and, um, but I'm out solo. Now, I've been thinking about this all week. I've been thinking about doing this all week. Like, I'm going, I want to do this, and then there's this fight within me that's like, I don't really want to do this. I don't know about you all. I'm like a people person. Uh, I like being around people, uh, and there's kind of this fear. I know the beard doesn't uh, tell this, but this fear of being in the woods kind of, and I'm not talking about in the woods by my house, I'm talking about out in the mountain woods, and, uh, you know, like, there's bears and wild animals, Uh, and when you're with a group of people, there's an old saying that says, you never have to be the fastest, you just have to be faster than the slowest person when something comes to attack, but when you're alone, you're the sole item to be attacked, all right, and so by animals, but here's, here's the things that I knew were this. One, it was a beautiful morning. All right, when I woke up, it was, it was fantastic. All right, and just prior to that, I had gotten this awesome fanny pack, uh, hiking fanny pack, two water bottle holders. I mean, nerd level 5,000, and my kids, they love it. Um, they love when Jen and I wear fanny packs um, and said no one ever. And so I had this thing and I like, you know, I loaded all my gear up, loaded snacks up and protein and all this stuff and I'm going. Um, but there was still this thing like, God, I don't, I don't want to do this. Now there were things that I knew though, all right? Um, I knew to be true. I knew that I had been, I have been walking like a beast lately, all right? Like to the tune of like seven miles every morning. And so I knew that I was in physical shape to do it. Um, I knew that the trail was well marked. It has these little um, diamonds, they're orange diamonds for that trail. And so it's super well marked. Uh, I knew the likelihood, the actual likelihood of a bear attack was slim, all right? Um, And fortunately, on this side of the uh, Mississippi, we don't really, we don't deal with grizzly bears, all right, we deal with black bears, um, and so I knew that that was slim. The chance of attack was slim, and I knew this, that if the bear decided to attack me on the second half of the hike, it wouldn't have anything to do with me because I would smell so bad, like it's out, okay? And so I knew I was safe as long as I got through the first half of the hike, and, and so, um, and I knew this, that if I just watched my footing, paid attention, looked at the markers, that I would, I would be fine. I would make it through this hike. And, and uh, so I did, and I went for it. And uh, it was one of those things where I was still in bed, and I was like, oh, my gosh. But then I rolled over. I couldn't sleep anymore. So I'm like, let's just go for it, and left camp about um, 6.15. And uh, no, whatever. Anyways, I think it might have been 8.05. Um, but anyways, so... Here's what I also knew. I knew it wasn't going to be easy. It was rated as hard, 
right? And I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but I knew it was going to be amazing. And so I'm going through, and I'm going to show you a couple pictures just so you guys can get the idea. And, you know, pictures never serve justice, but we'll just look at them. This was the overlook that you achieved when you, when you got to uh, the pinnacle. Now, the cool part about this, I, was, I, I didn't do this on live, which I should have done live um, photo. Those are cumulus clouds in the middle there between where I'm standing and the other ridges. And that cumulus cloud bank is actually moving through. Um, and the picture, of course, never does it justice. And then the next one is just going to show, hey, there were obstacles that were in the way. And the next one shows the terrain of uh, where I was climbing. And the next one is kind of cool because it shows this, this uh, light that's shining through in this, dark, in this kind of darker area. But there's these beams that are shining through. Uh, and then the next one is, is that's, the, that's the diamond right there. So you look out for those. If you know where the diamonds are, if you know where the markers are, you are on the right track. Uh, and then the next one is just this, um, that's a pine cone, several of them. And I, I don't know what it is, but I, like, love pine trees. I love them, all right? I love the way they look. I love the way they grow. Um, and so I think there's one more, Caden. Yeah? No? No? Okay. So, cool. So that was my hike in a nutshell, all right? But it was so much more. All right, that was going on. Uh, and during one part of it, um, I had this thought of um, George McFly. You guys know, Back to the Future, right? Okay, Marty McFly's his son, George. <laughs> okay, total dork. Um, just just this, this person that, uh, you know, he gets steamrolled over by people. Uh, he doesn't stand up for himself because, here's why, because he just doesn't know if he can handle that kind of rejection, all right? Uh, he doesn't know who he really is. And so I kept thinking of this while I was walking. I was like, hey, I'm like out in the middle. I'm about a mile and a half in, and I have this, you know, back to the future uh, thought. And I'm like, why was I thinking that this was not going to be okay? Like this whole like fake fear was going on in me and and now we're walking this path and it's amazing all right and it was amazing the first two miles were amazing because they were all downhill it was awesome i was like dude this is gonna be cake then came a you know thousand foot climb and, and so that was not cake all right but it was good though it was still good. It was tough, but it was good because on the other side of that, there was a descent, then there was another ascent. And so, you know, you, got, you get to start to think when you're out on, on the trail a little bit. And you think about, man, what, first of all, I always say to my kids when we're hiking, hey guys, thank God that we are able to do this. We are able to be out here and see these things. You have legs that work and you are able to do this. I know it doesn't feel like that when you're climbing, you know, whatever it is, 500, 600, 1,000 feet. It doesn't feel like that. But in the middle of it, you can still look around and appreciate what is going on. And so in, in our lives right now, you know, we're walking through some stuff where we're learning patience, all right? And, uh, and here's what I think can often happen is we can get in speed life mode and for me on the trail that would have been speed hiker mode i'm going i'm gonna i'm gonna get this trail done they said it was gonna take four hours and 30 minutes i'm gonna blow that out of the water all right four hours and 30 minutes for who not me all right and so a little pride you know and and so what we can do that in life though like we can just we're just trying to get through life we're trying to do this thing Oh my gosh, an obstacle. How can an obstacle be here in front of me? This, doesn't, this wasn't supposed to be that tree that's laying down. Am I going to go over it? Am I going to go under it? What am I going to do? I don't know. Or there's a creek off to the side. I don't have time to stop and listen to that creek. I got I to gotta go. And we can get in those moats. And what I decided was this, especially, you know what, what helped me decide this too was the ascents. The ascents helped me real good to slow down and to look around and to pause. 
and to say, wow, there is some really, really cool stuff that's happening along the way. And so I would encourage you this morning, you know, if you're going through a difficult time, I'm not saying, hey, this is awesome. What I'm saying is, maybe there's a purpose in it. Maybe there's a purpose. Maybe, maybe God is teaching you something in this time. And if we don't look at what God is, is doing, and we just say, God, please, please take me out of this. Please, I don't, you know, what if we said instead, we said, God, would you teach me whatever you want to teach me right now in this time? Would you teach me it? And so today, I want to look at a passage, a couple of them. We're going to read through them. Second uh, Peter 1, uh, 1 through 10. And it reads like this. It says, uh, this letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to you who share the same precious faith we have, the faith Uh, that was given to you because of the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ. Is that coming on? Oh, it's up there. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right. Uh, Our God and Savior. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know Him, the One who called us to Himself, by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with general provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you are really among those God has called and chosen. Do these things, and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Greg touched on this next passage, Mark uh, 12, 29 um, through 31. And it was, I I forget if he came from a different um, gospel, but it says this, 29 says, Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this, listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is one and only, or is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. So these passages kind of hit me because in verse 2, and you don't have to go back to it, Caden, but in verse 2 it says, May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of, our, of God and Jesus our Lord. And then he says at the end here, he says, Work hard to prove. Well, what about grace, Andy? Are you, are you saying that, that we, we earn salvation by work? I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying God's grace is, is overwhelming. But here's what we have to do. We can't sit back and expect the world just to come to us. That's just not going to happen. Dallas Willard in his book, Hearing God, says, Grace is not opposed to effort. It is opposed to earning. See, if we're doing the work, so we're saying, Hey, God, look what I just did. Hey, I just gave them. Did you see that? I gave them cold water. Did you see that? Did you see that? I wrote, I, wrote a, I wrote their mortgage for them. Did you see that, God? 
No, but what if we're saying, hey, I want to do this in the name of Jesus. I'm giving this to you. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. I want to write, I want to pay for your mortgage this month because Jesus laid it on my heart to do that. I don't, you don't need to fanfare me. You don't need to tag me in a post. You don't need to do anything. I'm just doing what God has told me to do. I'm being available, in other words. And when he goes, he goes a few paragraphs later, he says this in the same book. He says, the conscious rejection of thoughtful and careful study of the Word of God is not faith. And it does not spring from faith. It is the rejection of the God-appointed means to God-appointed ends. God desires for us to know Him, to hear Him, and to be in relationship with Him. And here's the deal is, we have to work to do that. How many of you in the room have been in a relationship with another human being, whether that is, um, I mean, any kind of human relationship, co-worker, friend, girlfriend, boyfriend, fiance, go on, okay? You know, okay, if you've been in any kind of relationship, you understand that there is work involved in that relationship. If you have been married, you know that there is work that is involved in that relationship. And so what we see here is this, that grace is not opposed to effort, right? It's opposed to earning. We're not, we're not doing the things for Christ so that we can earn our way in. We're doing them so that we're obedient to the things that He is calling us to do. And I believe one of those things that He's calling us to do is this, to know who He is, to know the character. To, and one of those things is this, not, it's not a checklist item, it's actually reading the Bible. And reading it in a way that you don't go, yeah, man, I, I killed it. I read, I read the entire New Testament uh, last night. What did you get out of that? I don't even know what it said, but I read it all. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Or what if we did this? What if we just took, you know, Psalm 139, 23, and 24, and we just meditated on that for a while? What if we just took these uh, 10 verses out of uh, 2 Peter 1, and we, did, we just meditated that on that for a while? What if we took the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians, and we just meditated on that for a while? And we thought about that, and we said, in that, God, would you come and would you change who I am, if we, if we became sensitive to the things then in public, I believe this, is that, that when we take out into the marketplace, wherever we are, in other words, and we're, we're saying, God, transform me, what we're going to see is opportunities that we've never seen before or had our eyes open to because we're opening ourselves up to be changed because our desire is that other people would be in relationship with Jesus because there's so much life that is coming from Jesus in our own lives that, that it just can't help but pour out. And, and I believe during this time, and I believe this has happened for all time, is this, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to cheerlead some, you know, I don't know if I told you this, my friend Mike O'Brien, he, he posted this thing about, why do we always talk about, oh, the, the next big thing that God's going to do? What about the little things that God is doing that are big things? I mean, any incremental transformation that is happening by the Holy Spirit is not a small thing. It is a huge thing. A matter of fact, that transformation that happens is this example that you guys know well is if I took a stone in a still pond and I dropped it, that little stone sends ripples all the way across the pond and back. So what I would encourage you with this, Holy Spirit, come, have your way, but, but I, if I don't ever see the huge, whatever that thing is in your mind, but I see people whose lives are now on a path, they're yoked to you and they're moving along with you, Holy Spirit, come and have your way. And guess what? It's not just our 
relationship. It's not just about me and God. It's this together. It's, it's what's called Lakeland Vineyard. It's what's called Redeemer Prez. It's what's called Mount Sinai. And then those individual bodies then come together with a purpose and they say, hey, let's do something greater for the kingdom of God. And it doesn't have to be this great, great carnival thing. It can be, hey, what if Medela was transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit? What if it started in you and I and, and, and we, we started to talk to people nicer and we weren't jerks to people and we started to look at things and we said, you know what, God, you're in control. Come November, you're still in control. Someone said to me two days ago, and I'm not going to call this person out. I told him I wouldn't call him out. Um, I'm not going to. Uh, it's my son that's not here. And so here is the deal. I'm not calling him out, though, by name, because that's just wrong. No. So, and I already approved this with him. So he says, my, my two sons, here's how we're going to do it, because we've got a lot of kids. My two sons are going to get a car. My two younger daughters are going to get a car. And then there's the youngest, youngest one, and she's probably going to get her own car. Um, but I don't know how all that's going to happen, but we're hoping. And so they're saving right now. Now, they've made this switch. My oldest son, my oldest son by six months, has made this switch. He said, you know what? They were saving up for Nintendo. What are those, the individual ones? Switch, light, switch light, right? Okay. Um, and so they were saving up for this. And I just kind of talked to him. I said, well, you know, like three years is going to come like quick. You already have like a Wii. Can you just like, or Wii U, can you just like stick with that and then start saving for this? So something clicks in my older son. He's like, yeah, I'm doing it. Now, my older son, you have to understand, is motivated um, by two things, money and food. All right? Absolutely. Right? Hey, Caden. Will you go climb that tree? No, I don't want to. I'll give you $20. He's up the tree, okay? Um, or there's a pizza inside, okay? He's up the tree, down the tree, and the pizza is gone, okay? And so, and so uh, we were in the car. We're talking about money. We're talking about, you know, wanting to work and, and get money towards a car. And I suggested, you know, hey, there's a great neighborhood right over here. You guys can walk to it, go around Ask people, hey, I see that you're, uh, you know, you don't want to lead with, hey, your beds look like trash. Can I weed them? All right. But you can make an observation and say, hey, I'd love to earn some money towards a car. Um, can I help you? And so uh, my one son replies, well, I don't want to do that. To which I replied, well, then you don't really want a car. All right. Because there are going to be times when we have to do stuff that we don't want to do. There are going to be times when God asks you to do things that you don't want to do. Okay? Believe it or not. Believe that or not. God will ask you to do things that you don't want to do. All right? And guess what? If he asks you to do it, he will carry you through it. And so what I would say is this. Let's stop doing what we want to do. Let's, start, let's start, stop putting our will and desires on the throne and say, God, what do you want to do? What, do you, what are you calling me to do? Do you need me to pick some weeds? I don't want to do that. Maybe you need to pick some spiritual weeds within your own life that you need to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and clean some stuff out of you. Is there anything in your life that's, that is, is blocking that relationship? And it's tough. And, and some of those, if you guys have ever experienced some of those you know the little sapling trees that grow up and they're weeds and they have tap roots like this deep and you thought you were going to pull it out, all right? And then the only thing you pull out was your back, all right? <laughs> You're like, oh my, okay. And when you get older, okay? And so, and so you go and, I mean, it takes work. Matter of fact, it might say, hey, you might have to say, hey, I, I can't do this on my own. Like, like, can you help me do this? You might say that to one of your buddies who's helping you do it. And so, and I think that's the, that's the importance of being in a community is this. I can't do this on my own. I can't do this on my own. And so, 
I will tell you a news update, though. Um, that son, who I'm not calling out, changed his mind. He said, no, Dad, I do want to make money. I really do. So I'll do, I'll do it. I'd, I'd pick weeds for sure. And so um, he's recovering uh, from a sinus infection. So my other son goes out yesterday and gets f- four jobs yesterday. He has one today. And he has one tomorrow, and he earned $129 yesterday. And I thought, I need to be in business with you. Um, I'm like, what are you doing? So, um, but, you know, it was awesome. So he's out, and he's doing it. And they, they, and they want to go in business together. And their names are Caden, um, I wasn't going to call him out, Caden Drew Baker, but I said, you can't go with that as a business name, CBD. Um, <laughs> I'm like, like, CBD landscaping, they're going to, like, how long are these people going to take? They're going to be super chill, but, okay, uh, what's, yeah, exactly. Um, it'll just send the wrong message, so, uh, and so anyways. Um, but, you know, I've I, I, I been thinking a lot about why are we, why do, what are we waiting for the big thing? Why don't we just let God form us on our day-to-day? And I promise you, like, like look at yourself Right now, if you've, been walk, if you've been walking with Jesus for any amount of time, look at, look at where you started and look at where you are. And there might be some things in your life where you have just made leaps and bounds. There's some things that you just struggle with. And can I just encourage you? That's okay. As long as you are pressing and leaning in to what God is calling you to do, right, like everything's going to be okay. I mean, and I don't mean everything's just going to be you know, daffodils and rainbows. I mean, everything is going to be okay. But why, why wait for the big thing? Be formed daily. Um, hey, why wait for God to come and 180 you? Why don't you just run into his presence? All right? Why don't you learn more about who he is? Why don't you spend time in his presence? Well, I don't know how to do that. I, dude, I feel you on that, okay? Like, What does it mean for God to speak to me? Here's what I would do. Pause for a moment. Take the 139, uh, Psalm 139, 23 and 24 and say, God, would you just speak to me? And here's what we have to do. We have to recognize. Now, out of my six kids, here's what I can do. If they're in a crowded room, say this room was packed and one of my kids spoke, I would know their voice. I just would. And guess what? If I said, um, hey, Come over here. My kids would recognize my voice. Now, how did that happen? How did that happen? Well, we're around each other. We're in communion with each other. All right? I I, I can't ever hear God's voice. Well, have you ever spent time with God? Have you ever recognized his voice? Have you ever realized that it's the still small voice? Oftentimes. It's the thought that you would have never had. <laughs> you would have never thought in your life sitting at, outside at a cafe that you would, you know what, I need to go pray for that person. That thought, you know, weigh it and say, God, you know, is, is that you? And here's what I would do. Just do it. Just do it. Right? Like, stop waiting around. I mean, I think of Ricky right now. You know, you're going to college, and we have all these thoughts. I remember being at, like, what is the thing that God wants me to do? And I would just encourage you and I encourage everyone in the room is this. God, I just want to be on the path that you're on. And there's going to be things that where I can choose, and it's A, B, and C. And, like, they're literally all good. And I'm going to pray about A, B, and C. But if I don't, you know, if I don't hear a specific thing, like, they're not going against what you're doing in my life, then I'm just going to choose one. Like, we, we think this way, like, boom, it's got to be, I've got to walk on the perfect will of God. What is that? I think sometimes we overcomplicate things. Here's what I would say. You know, you see the orange diamonds, and they're marked on the trail, right? So just keep following those. Keep following those things. Be in this. Be in prayer. Be in communion with people who are followers of Jesus Christ. And I believe this, that you will will follow him and he is going to 
absolutely come and move right where you are because He's in you. He's transforming you. You know, what does it look like when, you know, Ricky Gore walks on the campus of University of Florida? What? Did I say Florida? That was... That was... uh, that was a Freudian slip. That was my bad. I was, go Gators. Um, what are they, the whale sharks up there? No, what is the, UNF is what? Oh, I thought you said the possums. Okay, um, I was like, that is weak. I'm sorry. Okay, so the ospreys. I mean, what does it look like? What does it look like when he walks on the campus of UNF? Here's what it looks like. It looks like when he walked up here. Like, It's just a natural thing that when we're following God that He's going to intersect our lives with people. He has a job up at Publix up there if you want to go shop in Jacksonville one day. Um, What does it look like? Well, it's it's in interaction. It's in daily life. You know, it's... And sometimes we pray like, God, we just storm it down when He walks. You know, these things happen. But what if we just pray, God, would you just come and move daily in Ricky's life? daily in my life when i'm out at walmart when i when i'm on florida avenue and i want to zoom past somebody teach me the patience to stay behind them when i want to reply to somebody with something that is just like pure sass teach me to be quiet that's what to me that's what following jesus is about and about sharing the gospel hope and the truth that's found in jesus So don't wait for God to 180 you. Be formed by running into his presence. Um, Are we going to wait? I've heard this over and over again. Man, I can't wait until things get back to normal. Well, sis and bro, they're not going to be for a little bit here. And so in the time, what are we going to do? Are we just going to wait? Just going to wait? I'm going to wait until it gets back to normal. No, like, God, what are you doing? I think I told you this. John Acuff said, you know, don't panic, pivot. Like, God isn't surprised by this. So what are you doing in the middle of it? Are you loving your neighbor well? Are you loving the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and mind, and strength? And in that, what are you doing, God? Okay, am I waiting for God to make everything perfect in my life so I can finally worship Him? Okay, am I waiting uh, for Josh? Like, Josh, dude, you gotta, I just need these three songs to help me worship. Today was good but I needed a fourth one to make it better. You know, I mean, it's those kind of thoughts, right? And so are we being transformed? Help me in the middle of everything that is going on in my life to experience your presence in the middle of everything. And then what does it look like for a local church like Lakeland Vineyard to take the words of Scripture seriously and follow them? What does it look like for you and I to follow what Jesus is calling us to? And what does it look like in our own lives being transformed? And what does it look like in our neighborhoods? And what does it look like in this community called Medela? What does that look like when we say, man, Jesus, you can do anything. You can have my whole life. You can determine where you want me to walk, and I want to follow you in that. Even when things are happening that I don't understand. You know, Jen and I, I'm just going to give you an example. Jen and I have been fighting for a a month, no, since May 18th to get our kids uh, health insurance. May 18th. And I'm like, okay, God, like, what's up? What are you doing? But here's what I recognize. From May 18th to now, none of our kids that that don't have insurance have been sick. At all. So if I, if, I, if I speed walk through life, I don't look at that and see, wow, you are providing. You're providing health for my kids. That's what you're doing. Like, you didn't leave us high and dry. This is just a, this is just a, a moment. Like, you're not going to leave us high and dry. And so I just, I don't know. I wanted to encourage you guys today. And I'm going to get something real quick. I want to show you something. I'll be right back. These are my hooves. And I think what we want in life, I don't know if you can see this on the camera or not, what we want in life is this. And the, I didn't clean them. I was going to, okay? But they look, they look whitish, right, from the back there? They're good? Okay. So we want our lives to, we want our lives to look like this, right? Clean, 
I mean, they got great tread on them. They don't smell. They're just, it's great. But I just want to show you something. If, if you live your whole life like that, this is what I think life really looks like. I really do. I really do. Like, we walk through some stuff. They're worn. They smell. But you know what? Here's the deal. In all of their grossness, they still protected my foot on the trail. They still carried me nine miles. And all of this stuff is not gross to me. This stuff, when I look at it, is wow. Yeah, that's where I almost slipped eight times. Wow, that's where I got to see the outlook, the troubles that, that went on in that small hike. And if we, if we put that to our life, the trouble. And I'm by myself, so what do you do? You laugh. And you're like, you're an idiot. Pick up your feet. Okay? And so, but I encourage you with this. Okay? Don't strive. Don't strive for this. Don't strive for, I just want to make it through life unscathed. I just don't want to, I, and God, I, I, want a, I want a big house and everything to go perfect. You know? Dude, this is the better experience, I'm telling you right now. And so I just want to encourage you with that. And don't, and don't go through it alone. Don't try to blaze a path on your own. If I were to try to blaze a path to that, to that apex point of the mountain, okay, I would not be here right now, right? I would still be in the woods, and at this point, I would be decomposing to be graphic. I'm serious, because if we try to do this on our own, we're just going to die. But if we do it with the power of the Holy Spirit, if we do it in a community of believers, I believe that we will absolutely fly. Stand with me. Father God, I pray that you would just fill us with your mercy, with your grace. It talks about there in 2 Peter, your, your brotherly affection and your love for all. That we would have that. Um, God, if that means that we need to start looking through life uh, through the Jesus lens and not through uh, other lenses, I pray that that would happen this morning. Father God, I pray that you would uh, come in this place even now and minister. Holy Spirit, would you come and move in this place? I'm going to do this. Um, there's a... Now, this is going to be kind of a vulnerable moment. Uh, is there anybody that's like super bummed right now, discouraged? Anybody in the room? I mean, and just like raise your hand. That's cool. Okay, thank you. Anybody else? Super bummed out, discouraged. Okay, I'm not going to make you make the, I'm not going to have you make the long walk up here. Um, here's what I want to do. I just want to pray. There are a couple people, okay, in the room. And what I'd like to do right now is just pray for those people. If you're online and you're super bummed out, you're discouraged. I just want to pray right now. And so would you just join me in that? God, I thank you that you're in control. I pray, I thank you for the vulnerability of these uh, two that are in the room and the others that are online. Would you come by the power of your Holy Spirit and encourage them right in the, in the midst of the mayhem, in the midst of the madness? Would you come and encourage their spirits. God, I pray that you would come, you would do the work that, that you need to do. I pray that, that their hearts would, would see the hope that is found in you. Father God, I pray um, that, that you would just minister deeply in their hearts, and their souls, and their minds, God, that they could know that you love them.
And you love them right where they are, right in the middle of discouragement. You love, you care, so I pray that you would come and have your way, Holy Spirit. Just uh, also, is anybody just, you like, maybe you've been praying for this even, for just like the peace of God. Like you have specifically said, God, I just, I need your peace. All right, cool. And we got one here and online, two, whoever you are. Okay, let's do that. Let's pray for that. Is that cool? Peace of God, Come. Would you just come, Holy Spirit, minister your peace. God, you say in your word that, that we will experience the peace that passes all understanding. So I pray for the heavy heart and the afflicted mind that you would come and bring your peace. I pray that these two ladies would experience your peace like they've never experienced it before. I pray for wholeness in their hearts. I pray for their minds, God that you would come where, where thoughts run rampant. I pray that those thoughts would be filtered through your Holy Spirit. Um, sorry, not sorry. Uh, one more thing. Purpose. Anybody in here is struggling with purpose? Okay. Okay, and if that's you too, we're in the room or online. We're we're gonna pray with you. So there's one person in the room, and so we're gonna pray for purpose. God, you created us, and uh, it says that that you knit us together in our mother's womb. And that you know us in a way um, that shockingly we, that you know us better than we know ourselves. And that none of us were created by accident. None of us are simply floating through the universe. You, you have made us with purpose and with plan, and with destiny. And so, Father God, I pray that you would come and you would reveal yourself. And sometimes your, your purpose is for us to, to do nothing right now, and in that, sometimes we can get lost that, that you're calling us into a season of quietness and and, uh, but God, the purpose of that, that's found in you is that we're your children. And so God, I pray that that would be known. That the child of God would be where we begin our identity and we begin to find purpose there. And I just pray, God, that you would just come by the power of your Holy Spirit, and reveal the worth, the intrinsic value in our sister. Because she carries, she is an image bearer of you. 
Um, and just healing. Is anybody physical? Physical stuff going on? Anybody? You know, I always say from a hangnail to a you know heart murmur or anything in between. Any, anybody? I mean, we're praying here, so let's. Okay. Got a couple here. Let's pray for that. You guys want to do that? Okay. Holy Spirit, come and minister in uh, in these bodies. You know what is going on. And Father, I pray that you would just come and move in power and bring your healing. God, even now that, you, that um, these people would experience your presence, they would experience healing, they would experience relief. So Father God, we just say, Holy Spirit, come and have your way. In Jesus' name. I just want to encourage each of you with this before we go. Is this, that, that God knows exactly where you're at right now. Um. And you're qualified to do the things that he's calling you to do, not because you are worthy, but because Jesus has made you. He's made a way for you to enter into the presence of God. So here's what I would say to you. If you're a follower of Christ, you are not disqualified from doing the work that he's calling you to do. He's, you're not disqualified from writing the letters that you are supposed to write, from making the phone calls that you're supposed to make, from sending the text messages that you're supposed to send, from saying and greeting someone with encouragement in the places where you are. You're not disqualified. Okay, I just want to encourage you with that. And when you leave these doors today... That, that we would leave not on a mission to survive until next Sunday, but that we're on a mission that God is calling us to be image bearers and hope bringers of the gospel of Jesus Christ right where people are. And so let's go do that this week. See you guys. Have a great week.